That was a uh, <clears throat> that was a bad bad loss. A really really bad, really annoying loss. Um, the Knicks lose to the Timberwolves at the Garden. Timberwolves obviously they were without Towns, but also Anthony Edwards last night. Uh, it was a game the Knicks should have won by double figures at worst. Um, not a ton of concern in this one, but more one concern that it's you know that's been a concern of mine before. So I'm not just being a prisoner of the moment when I get to that concern. Uh, and that concern rhymes with Schmiefens. Uh But we'll get to that, of course. That's the only thing I want to talk about in this episode. It's going to be a quicker episode, a shorter episode, uh, but we'll get to it. Uh, so the Knicks lose last night, and I really don't feel like summarizing the play-by-play from quarter one to four. So... <laughs> I'll be as abbreviated as I can with it this time. So we'll talk about this one. The Knicks lose to the Wolves last night at the Garden, 140 to 134. No, it did not go to double overtime, nor did it go to any overtime. Let's get to it. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, Turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three. Showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Oh, 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 oh. All right, let's get to it. Uh, we're not wasting time. Welcome to the show, episode 497 of the podcast. I'm your host RJ. We're not wasting time. Um, the Knicks were hot, hot shooting out the gate. You know, RJ looked great. Brunson was really. Uh, doing his thing. He was the facilitator and driving kick offense, you know, getting into the paint, getting the defense to collapse early. And the Nick offense looked very good. Uh, the problem with that, they made the Wolves offense look even better. Um, it was awful. The Nick defense was absolutely atrocious. They did not do one thing well last night. So Minnesota starts out just as hot, if not, I mean, not not just as hot. They started out hotter. They made their first eight shots from the floor. It was like the five, maybe the six-minute mark, five-minute-something mark. I don't know, when they finally missed one. Uh, I'm not sure they even did miss a shot. <laughs> like There were no rebounds in this game combined for 68. Uh, Prince won eight for eight from three. I mean... I don't know where to start. Their entire rotation outside of one guy shot over 50%. The Knicks were down at uh, 17 points. They were down 17 points at one point in the first half. They were able to cut that to nine by halftime. 
a little surge at the very end of the period. But right out the gate, in the third quarter, Minnesota does not cool off. Um, and, and what annoyed me at halftime, and I was on social media, of course, um, but what really bothered me at halftime is like, people use this occasionally, the, the whole regression fallacy that like, there's no way the Timberwolves keep shooting like this, so the Knicks are going to win. Like, they didn't have to shoot 71% in the second. They shot 71% in the first half. They didn't have to do that again. All they had to do in the second half was shoot 50%, and that's what they did. They still won, shooting not as hot in the second half because the Knicks just weren't playing any defense for whatever reason. And then Randall obviously went off in the third quarter. He broke the Knicks record for points in a period, snapping Mello. Uh, 27 points, I think it was, five three-pointers in the period. He only missed one shot. But come the fourth quarter, the Knicks fumbled the bag, uh, and they botched what could have been a historic, successful, memorable night about Julius Randle and the Knicks. You know, turnovers, bad fouls, no defense, stagnant offense once again, just bad basketball. And when you play bad basketball, that will give you a loss against any team. When you play a piss-poor brand of basketball against another professional team, that's going to happen. So the first thing I want to bring up before we get to the main meat and potatoes of this loss, which again rhymes with Schmiefence, first thing I want to bring up is, is <clears throat> just the crunch time execution, or lack thereof, which has been a problem for the Knicks this season. And it's a concern of mine heading into the playoffs. Um, you know, quickly had his moments in this game. Third quarter was like the last time he, he made a shot. Maybe he made one in the fourth quarter. But third quarter, from the first to the third quarter, quickly looked good. Fourth quarter comes and he starts missing everything. And he's making bad decisions on the ball. Josh Hart, early fourth quarter, looked like LeBron James. Bullying his way to the basket in transition with ease. But it got bad not long after that. Um, later in the game, quickly commits the foul on Conley's three-point attempt. Conley knocks them all down. Minnesota goes up a point. The next possession. Jalen Brunson misses the runner. Then the Wolves come back down. They find Prince, of course, for a wide-open three all by himself. He knocks it down to put Minnesota up four points. The next possession, Julius Randle has the bad turnover, trying to do way too much, dribbling into somebody, I forget who. Then McDaniels is fouled. The Wolves, again, convert both of their free throws. They go up six points. But the Knicks were able to pull within three points with the Randle and one a little later. However, that's when you had the Randle rebound play. He just couldn't come up with it. The Wolves take it from him. They reset their offense, and it's Prince cutting to the basket this time for an easy layup. Randall gets the tech, and that was really it. Good night, Knickerbockers. So the Knicks lose 140-134 to 134 against a terrible Timberwolves team. Crunch time execution was a problem once again. And again, I'm only going to bring up one thing, honestly, outside of that. Uh, as we should, because this was the only thing I, I want to talk about tonight. 
So I want to talk about the Knicks defense as soon as we return from break. Stay with us. Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. All right. So, welcome back to the show. Uh, um, Defense. Defense, defense, defense. Some of the worst defense, again, a professional basketball team could play. Yeah, no, I'll say it again. Like From the get-go, the Knicks had nothing to offer on that side of the floor. They gave Minnesota all the comfort in the world, and they took care of them. How many times did these guys go under? I mean, Grimes twice at the start of the game, setting the tone there on the Conley-Gobert pick-and-rolls, going under the screen. Twice, at least. Why is Mitchell Robinson in drop with Gobert screening and Conley basically just being a pull-up shooter at this point in his career? Why are we in drop? Josh Hart is getting caught on some screens, and he's missing rotations. Julius Randle, again, excellent offensively, and I'm not going to blame him. But his defense was no different than everybody else's. Him too, going under the screen. Getting beat to the basket by slower players. Deciding to watch guys shoot open threes and not even attempt to make a closeout. That McDaniels three late in the fourth quarter enraged me because it was still a big spot in the game and Randall just stares and watches. How about when he just let Minnesota take away that rebound with 22 seconds left? I know we just talked about that, but that pissed me off too. Uh, But again, I'm not blaming Randall. Uh, Jalen Brunson deserves more blame. He got absolutely embarrassed last night. Embarrassed by Conley. Who's what, 40 years old by now? I mean, Minnesota took advantage of Jalen Brunson's size. They switched him onto a bigger guard and wing players. And it hurt. Brunson can't guard a traffic cone. Mitchell Robinson, providing no paint protection whatsoever. None. Terrible defense at the basket. The guy was a dud last night. Zero points, nine rebounds, fumbling the ball under the rim. And the Wolves were just two points shy from scoring 70 points in the paint. Not to mention they took, I think, 34 free throw attempts. They also outscored the Knicks 17-6. In second chance points. Robinson was bad. He's he's so inconsistent man. He's so inconsistent. It's very frustrating. He's a good defensive player. That's always going to be there. But he's just inconsistent. His impact as an overall player. He's inconsistent. The defense is going to be there most nights. But last night it wasn't. And when that's not there. And you're given zero on the offensive end. And you're not really doing great on the boards. I don't know. Um, 
The Knicks just looked terrible. They weren't sealing off the pass lanes. They were lazy on their closeouts. They were getting killed in dribble penetration. The driving kick hurt them because they kept overhelping off the perimeter. Minnesota knocking down 14 triples on 58% shooting. The Knicks just giving them way too much room for no reason. And Tibbs made no adjustments. Uh, no adjustments. You know, I, I, I'll say this. You know, the defense was so bad last night. So horrendous that Thibodeau even attempted to run Brunson, RJ, Hart, Obi, and Mitch out there for the first time all year. He was trying something different. But I mean, th- there were some things I wish he did also. Like, I'm not going to throw a, a Twitter tantrum like, like you know, 90% of the Nick fan base does when they lose and criticize Tibbs and ask to fire him and be all irrational. But I was hoping for some adjustments last night. You know, you don't think to try Deuce McBride on a night like last night in the second half? I mean, you go into halftime, Minnesota is without their two-star players, and they're shooting 71% on you. Why not try McBride, especially with how he played before the Brunson return? I also thought going with quickly in the fourth quarter and not Grimes was a little annoying. You know, it could have been a night where you went Grimes. Quickly was not good. On either end, uh, he, he especially in the fourth quarter, he started chucking, um, and then he commit the bad foul again on Conley for the go-ahead free throws. The Knicks could have used Grimes, you know, could have used his floor spacing, his defense, his size, with how much bigger Minnesota is. They abused Brunson. They killed quickly. Even RJ, I would have taken for his size. Because it was obvious at that point that they were exploiting the mismatches. But, I mean, you're, you're giving up room all night to guys on, on the perimeter. and You don't think to switch up the scheme in-game? You don't think to, to start going over the ball screen? Maybe take a half step up off ball? Some things like that I wish we just... You know, it's the mid-game adjustments that concern me with Thibodeau. Um... It's just, it's the team defense. Like, we have a lot of good individual players, individual defenders. But for some reason, the team defense, it's not consistent. It's one of my concerns, you know. As I've said for several shows in a row now, I'm not so sure that this Nick defense is sustainable to make that deep playoff run that we all want them to. They're just too inconsistent. For one, and we've brought this up before, the Brunson-Barrett-Randall trio, your three best players, scorers, whatever, they give you probably the three worst defensive players on the team, too. The defense can be miserable at times when those three share the floor. My Christ, it can. It's it's Randall with the effort a lot. Uh, it's RJ with, with a lot of things, right? Backdoor, blow-bys, sliding his feet, getting over the ball screen. It's Brunson's size. If the Knicks run into a team with size, not just length, but if they run into a team with size in the playoffs, they're going to have a really tough time hiding Brunson. It's miscommunication. It's sometimes scheme that, again, Thibodeau doesn't adjust. And, you know, again, sometimes it looks like great defense. Sometimes they play great defense. But then there are other times, the other 50% of the time, where it's downright awful defense. And so that gives you 
where the Knicks are defensively. They've got the 17th best defensive rating. Okay, They have a good opponent three-point percentage. But they allow a fuck ton of attempts and makes. They're third in three-point attempts defensively. And they allow the seventh most three-point makes. So while the percentage is good, they still allow a high volume. So, you know, one, two, three, four extra three-pointers that they allow where the other 20-something teams won't. That can change the entire game. They're also 30th. They're dead last in steals, which I found interesting. So they don't put a ton of pressure on the ball. You know, we rarely see them double, uh, blitz, pick and roll, trap up top. Like, we don't see that pressure. Uh, We rarely see them zone or mix up coverages, which is why a lot of people advocate for playing guys like Deuce McBride, who are excellent point uh, point of attack defenders. It's a lot of two and a half steps off the perimeter to help in the lanes and focus on uh, containing dribble penetration and and hitting the glass. So they got to close out extra hard to beat the kick out to the perimeter. So if the effort isn't there, forget it. You're done. It's not good. It's not. We are nine games away from playoff basketball and the Knicks are still playing defense like this. You can't have Prince going for 35 points, 12 of 13 shooting, 8 of 8 from 3. You can't have that happen. I'm tired of seeing journeyman players come into the garden, laugh in the Knicks' face, shit on the court, and embarrass them. They've got a mediocre 20 and 17 home record. Conley was out there turning back the clock. Turning it back to his Memphis days. Got Nas Reed throwing up 1970s skyhooks. Who the hell is Jalen Norwell? 14 points out of nowhere from that guy. The man's name is Slow-Mo. Kyle Anderson, Slow-Mo. Yet that guy had a blow-by in the fourth quarter past Josh Hart and Obi Toppin where he walked his way into a Euro step from the baseline. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was. 61% from the Wolves last night. Just really, really bad basketball. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, I'll hand out the awards, sure. I mean, what's the point? But I will. Julius Randle obviously gets the game ball among the starters. Bing, bang. 57 points, 4 rebounds, and assist. 4 turnovers. 66% from the floor, 18 of 29. 8 of 14 from 3, 57%. And 11 of 13 at the line, 85%. He was great. Unbelievable, and he's got his numbers on the year up to 26 points per game. He was great. I mean, he was incredible offensively, and it went to waste, unfortunately. I think he tired out late, right? That's probably a factor in that that rebound debacle. Um, But that's not an excuse for him refusing to play defense throughout the entire night. Uh, Some missed shots down the stretch. The turnover. Got the dumb tech. Acting emotional again. That's another problem for me. It scares me as far as the, play, as, as the playoffs go. Randall gets way too emotional towards officials, opposing players, and it's something that can become cancerous to the Knicks because it puts points on the board for the opposition and it risks Randall being ejected from a game. Uh, but again, he was great last night. He was great most of the night. 
for 40-something minutes. He was excellent. I'm not blaming this game on Randall. Um, I will say that it is sort of fitting that he scores 57 points and the Knicks lose. <laughs> Just, I, I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy. Um, but, I'll, you know, I'll buy into him if he does things like this in the playoffs. Doesn't have to score 57, but if he, if he does his thing in the playoffs, I'll buy in 100%. But with with Randall, I'm just waiting. I want to see how he rebounds from the disastrous uh, Hawks series. But he was great last night. Uh, Josh Hart gets the other award from me. Um, yeah, he was good. Ten points, five boards, four assists. His defense wasn't as bad as everybody else's. But gonna, I'm not spending time praising guys here in egregious loss. So Josh Hart was the was was the least worst player off the bench last night, um, but it, it was defense. It came down to defense. The Knicks played no defense, and that was that. So we're gonna end it here. We're gonna head to break, wrap it up with our parlay or um sorry our uh, our trivia. We don't have a parlay tonight, um, and, and that'll be that. All right, let's get to it. Be right back. Stay with us. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. All right. Welcome back to the show. Let's get to our trivia to wrap this up. Right, so for episode 497, our question of the day, true or false, in 1996, Patrick Ewing recorded his only career triple-double in a game against the Timberwolves. Alright, in 1996, Patrick Ewing recorded his only career triple-double in a game against the Timberwolves. True or false? Alright, so that's it. That is all. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I just watched the uh, finale to the World Baseball Classic. And and I want to talk about that so badly. Um, Maybe we'll designate that for a separate episode in the time. uh, In the near future. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next Knicks episode. We'll kind of split it in half. Or add that in in the uh, final third of the episode or something. We'll try to find time. Because that was such an amazing tournament. And what a Hollywood ending. The two best players in baseball. The teammates going up against each other. I mean, Japan, USA. Top of the ninth. Trout's up. Two outs. One run. One run game. He's at the tying run. I mean, it, it was just such a... Otani's well, a beast. 102. A cutter. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a separate episode. Because it was sick. As far as this goes, the Knicks lose in an awful loss. Um, what does it mean? Not much. But again, the concern about the defense continues. That, that's been a concern of mine for most of the season. And uh, it, it definitely you know, didn't help that they gave up 140 last night. I'll see you in the next one. Terrible loss. Later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.